The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For more information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org. Well, I hope that we have been in prayer on our way here this morning, that the Lord would bless us and that we have prepared in that way. Um, I tell you, um, Brother Rusty was talking about talking at length and talking a lot, and that's, that's the truth. A lot of times our schedules don't line up, so when we do talk, uh, we, we talk a long time, and I'm very thankful for the, rela- the, the relationship that I've been able to have with my father in the ministry in that way. Uh, there were some things that when I was exercising, I felt like I had figured out and I had uh, um, some big thoughts on different things that I had read lots of books and I had gotten some ideas on things and I was just very grateful for Brother Rusty and the relationship there of going through the scriptures and being able to study on things and being able to search out those those treasures, if you will, in the scripture. And um, so I, I say this to anybody who is exercising. There's a young man in our area that's exercising. I tell him, I say, you know, no matter how, how much you think you've got it figured out, don't ever stop relying on your father in the ministry. And also, don't ever stop relying on the Heavenly Father because I find the more I preach, the more that the efforts that I go forward trying to minister under the church of Elgin Crossroads, I find that I have no strength of my own. And I find just how weak that I am from day to day. And the Lord presents that to me on a platter of... Uh, very often because it seems that sometimes I get a little out of the way and think that we're going to preach this or preach that, but the Lord is always there to lead, guide, and direct and show me which way to go. But Brother Rusty was talking about the headlines and things like that that are bad news, if you will, and talking about the good news and something that he said was they say, and I, I'm, I'm the one that always gets on the phone a lot of times, and I say, they said, uh, Brother Rusty, you ain't going to believe this. What's happened? I'm the one that does that. So, uh, so I, I, I feed into that philosophy sometimes. So we need to be careful about that when we're looking at the headlines and looking at different things that we see on TV. I, I have found that the more I disconnect from that and the more I re-enter into those things of seeing different headlines and seeing what's going on in the world, the more it makes me sick. The more I see, it makes me sick. And so, uh, you know, seeing headlines, seeing TV, seeing the different things that are presented to you uh, to try to speak to you each day, uh, there's something behind that, and I believe it is, you know, if you think about this, they say that health, wealth, and happiness are the keys to life, and that so that we are able to be wealthy, be happy, and be healthy if you have wealth. And so I find that uh, I don't have any wealth except for my, the riches that my Heavenly Father has filled my account with because I, I don't have much to look to a portfolio with or anything like that. Miss Melissa takes care of all that stuff. But I tell you, we'll find ourselves over in Matthew 6 today. And let's start. I'm going to start in reverse, actually. I'm going to start in reverse in verse 22, and then we'll go back to verse 19. The scripture reads in this like this, and Jesus was saying, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. 
But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, now great is that darkness. And uh, so reading this, this could be a little confusing and it could be a little, uh, well, what is Jesus trying to say there? And we can look in commentary in different places, but I believe the simplest way that I have found to describe this or the simplest way to look at this is like a window. And looking at, looking at, you know, they say that the eyes are the uh, portal to the soul or what have you there. They're able to see the soul through the eyes, whatever they say in, in that way. There I'm going, they say. <laughs> so, so, uh, so when we look at things in that way, we have gotten a miniature dachshund, little dachshund, and we didn't find out until after that we had gotten that dog, that that's one of the most uh, uh, stubborn dogs that you can buy, and I bought it. So it, it's, it's payment for some of the things I've done in my life, I believe. So we have this little stu stubborn fellow, and his name's Frank, and we have a rabbit, his name's Buns, so we have Frank and Buns is who we have. And so uh, Frank is uh, very hard-headed. Frank rules the roost while I'm gone, and so we kind of get into it when I get home, and something Frank likes to do is rub his nose all over the window on the couch, right behind the couch. He likes to get up there in the sun and rub that nose, rub that nose. And you can't hardly see out the window until my wife wipes all that off and cleans that up because Frank is just all over the window licking and carrying on. And so I call him pee pants, Frank, Frank actually, because we, uh, we have a little problem with uh, territory when I come home that we don't have any other time. So pee pants, Frank, rubs his nose all over the window. And so that window, you can't see everything that's outside when the window is dirty. And if we look at the news and we look at different things that are going on in the public today, your window or your eye could become a little dirty, if you will. Your window could be smudged. Your window could be smeared over with the things of this world if we're not careful. By feeding into the, uh, the teachings of trying to have as much as you can, to try to afford as much as you can, I fall into that, and it seems that the Lord has to center me and bring me back to where I need to be. Now, in verse 19, so that's the way we can look at those verses in 22, 23, and 24 is to say that our window can become very dirty if we're not careful and that that window needs to be cleaned. And we can clean that window by the Scripture, if you will, by being able to look to what God has said and being able to find that instruction manual that Brother Rusty was talking about. But in verse 19, he says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Now, you can look through history and find that there are different pharaohs that had uh, uh, tombs that were found. I believe that one is King Tut uh, that was uh, found in the 30s, early 40s, something like that. And they found great treasures and wealth there. And you can go through and look at the different lists of things that are within that tomb. And something that's interesting there that just occurred to me not long ago, is when you read about that, all the golden, uh, the golden shroud and all of that thing, things that are there, the chariots, the, there's walking sticks. 130 walking sticks are there. Now, why would you need a walking stick in your afterlife? And so I, I got to thinking about that, and the Lord just kept expanding that more in my mind and began to think about that. So why would he have needed 130 walking sticks? They say that the golden shroud that was upon him in the third coffin had a spell written upon the back of it so that that shroud, that face, would be the face that he had in his eternal life. So he was not only trying to ensure of how he would look in his, his eternal life, he was trying to make sure that he had, would have all the things that he had. 
And you can read about this, and they say that at their time of, of coming into power as the Pharaoh, that time would begin the time in which they would start to put things aside to put into those chambers, to be able to prepare the place of burial for these kings because it would take so long to gather together all the wine. Yeah, they had wine and casks of wine, food, all those different things that would be needed for the eternal life. There was murals painted of things that they would do in the afterlife, of hunting hippos and different things like that. There was tools. There was all sorts of things put there that they would need. And all these things were laid up that they would have in their eternal life. When you think about this in this way, and I know what the Lord's talking about here, and you do too, but when you think about this, that there would need to be 130 walking canes. The man had a twisted spine. The man had different deformities and different things. If you see the different cartoons and things that, about King Tut today, they have to dress the king up. They have to dress him up to make him presentable. They have to dress him up to be able to look the part of what, the king, what they would want in a king. Right. But you see, his eternal life was not going to be any better than what it was here. Right. The reason he would need 130 walking sticks to choose the right one. I told my wife not long ago, I said, and this is simple. But it speaks to you. She carries on today as a diabetic and has to have a pod, gives insulin, Dexcom sensor, different things like that. Wouldn't it be a shame if the God that had delivered her could only do just enough to get her there, but she still had to deal with the things of this world, mm -hmm. the sickness, whatever illness she got today, whatever sickness that you're dealing with today, could you imagine that? That you had to lay up things to be able to get through the next life. What, 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 what would your hope be in that? What, what is the expectation of, of things to come in that? Right. To know that, that if you have leg problems, ankle problems, sugar problems, whatever they be, that you would have to deal with that in the next life. But he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. His burial tomb would be broken into after he had died. They'd have to go back into the tomb and put those things back that had been stolen, that he had laid up for himself. He says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart be also. So we find that we have two treasuries here. We find that we have the heart. We find over here that we're going to have two masters, that you can only serve one and hate the other. And for the child of God, this is not eternal things of get God, get good. Serve God to get better things. Though people would make sport of this and make sport of God's people in this way to use this as the treasures of this world to lay up treasures for yourself, there are charlatans and speakers on television that will tell you, uh, or, or I know you've seen these things, that will tell you that if you only do this and give this much, God will give you this. God will give you if you only give this much. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. What are those treasures? When we think about treasures, we may think about 
the different things that we have on our nightstand. And we may think about treasures of what we have, that we have trophies and different things in this life that we've earned. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. How would we lay up treasures in heaven? Right. Obviously, he's not talking about eternal things here, but he's talking about those things which are temporal in this life that we can lay up. The scriptures talk about also that our former days will be better, our latter days will be better than our former. These treasures that we can lay up here, that we can lay these treasures up in heaven are the things that will, as we go through this life and we get older, we can look back on these things and look at what God has done for us. We can look back and see what God has brought us through. We can look back on those treasures. Those are treasures for us that we can lay up and remember in memory of what God has done for us. Jesus would also say that you have not the Son of Man with you always, but you always have the poor. And so we know that we can uh, do things in this life to be able to minister to those around us, to be able to do for those around us. Those are treasures that we can lay up. Those are treasures that we can call upon. That in the older, uh, when we get latter and older in years, and older and older, that we can call upon that God blessed us to be able to do those things. Amen. When we look at the at the uh, 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 zeal that we have today for God's house, it seems that when I arrived where I am, and this is nothing derogatory because we've talked about it at Elgin before, but when I arrived there, it seemed that we all were individually a loving person. But it wasn't that we were a loving group. There was something missing there. And we had to, we had to start to try to love one another. And this sounds silly. And like I've said, this is nothing derogatory if anybody from there is listening and they know all these things. But it seemed that we had a little group here, a little group there, a little group here, and a little group there. But nobody communed with one another. Nobody had fellowship with one another. And we, they were individually loving. That's one thing I told them. I said, I, I love you so much. And while we've grown, this is how we've grown. This is a treasure right here in this that I'm going to tell you. Is that I have found that over time, that after being with one another and God being in the midst, that we have begun, begun to love one another as a group. There was, yeah. there was people in groups that didn't even know the names of some of the older members that had been there for 15 years. Right. Didn't even know them. Didn't know their names. I won't call the name, but my wife, I said, how is Miss so-and-so? And she, another lady said, Who? Uh. Didn't even know her name. You see, the time that we have in God's house is a treasure Amen. that can be laid up. The love that we have there. People look for so many different reasons not to go to the house of God. Mm. But he says that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves in corporate worship. My friends, we can sometimes find ourselves, and this is a worn statement, but we can find ourselves rocked to sleep in the cradle of grace. Yeah. That we can find ourselves being so, so full of grace and so, such forgiveness that we don't even look at in awe of God anymore. That we know that we have our, our, our uh, uh, eternal salvation. We know that we have the, God, the blessings of God. But we can also fall into laying up treasures for ourselves here upon the earth. We can fall into those things in which we try to amass so much. The Lord deals with me on this. John Calvin said, if you climb the steps of a pulpit and not preach to yourself, may you break your neck upon it as you go up. Amen. I don't agree with everything he said, but it seems that the Lord always speaks to me through different messages and things that we talk about. But my friends, it seems that the older I get, the more unsure of myself that I am. 
the more of unsure, unsure of my abilities as a man and as a person. I, I've had so many accidents here lately. Backed into everything, paying $500 a week every week on insurance payments right now, it seems like. Yeah. Backing into bumpers and all sorts of stuff. And it just seems like I could just fly off the highway at just any moment. It does. It does. I have no confidence in myself. But you know what? I believe that the Lord was working something out of me with all of that. You can say what you want to on that. But I believe that the Lord will work things out of us in that way that He'll work. When you have built yourself up just a little too much, when you think that you know just a little too much, when you are relying on yourself and not the Holy Spirit, when you are relying on how you are going to fix things, I find that I am so weak. I find that my strength only cometh from above. I find that, that He is the only place and refuge that I can flee unto. I find that I am so weak and frail. A treasure in that and having that knowledge of how frail that I am and about how strong that He is that I can flee unto Him as a bird unto a mountain. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through or steal. Those are treasures, friends, that we can call upon that when we wind up and we're unable to speak, we may be unable to speak in times that, that we're, our breast is so troubled from loss or things have happened in our life that we can call upon these treasures, that we can look back and see what God's done. We can look and see what God's done for us and how He's brought us through those things. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What matters to us today? Yes. What is it that... Now, we're all here on a Saturday morning. We've come to hear the Word of God, that God would bless us. We've come to sing praise unto God. But there's times, friends, we get out of the way. There's times that our heart goes the way of the world. There's times that we try to fix our own problems. There's times that we try to amass more and more and more. What matters to us? How, what do we do when we get to the point where we need so much rest, where we need so much of everything there, there, else there is except for the house of God? That's another thing we had to overcome at Elgin was that people had gotten out of the habit of coming to the house of God mm. through COVID and different things. They could go everywhere else, but we couldn't come to church. We had to have a serious talk about that. We had to, get, we had to, we had to talk about those. And those things are hard to bring up and hard to talk about. But my friends, you know, you may have that here. You may not. God bless you if you don't. But we had to get through some things and to understand where our heart was lying at, right. what we were looking on, what, 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 how dirty our window was that we needed to wipe our window off so that we could see the light. The guy that always says, they say, you ain't going to believe this, Brother Rusty. My window gets dirty. It gets yeah. clouded with the dirtiness of the world and gets so cloudy that sometimes it, I, my brother has to wipe it off for me. So, Brother, you can, I can see Jesus so that I can see Him and understand uh, what He has done for me and look at things in a different light because I am looking at the darkness most times instead of the light. You can look at Paul over in Philippians and see what over there that Paul was looking at the light the whole time. Instead of looking at the darkness, Paul wasn't concerned about his situation but was actually concerned, even though he was in prison, was concerned about those that, that he had met those that he administered to, those that were outside the walls of the prison. Paul was worried about them. Even in that situation of being bound in prison, Paul was still ministering and doing the things of God as, as God had called him to do. 
That's another thing we've had to deal with is the older that we get, we feel like we can't do anything. Right. We feel that we feel we've lost our treasure. We've lost our love. We've lost our light in that way that we can't even see that we can minister to a brother or sister to try to get them to come back, to, to minister to those yeah. that have left the church, to minister to those that, that, that have fallen out of the way, Amen. that they might come back into the way. Paul said, Paul said this. He said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My friends, as I said, I find myself so weak. Satan would have you to be troubled on every side, he would have you to feel that the fires of this world will kindle upon you. He would have you to feel that the floods will overflow thee. But my friends, our God will supply all of our needs. He will supply those riches that we stand in need of. He will point us in that direction to lead us that we may do those things that we've been ordained to do. Treasures that we can look back upon. And I thank you for your time. God bless. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's message and invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For further information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org.